Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from the Tower. We hope you're having a good week so far. This is your weekly Destiny show. We are your hosts, Phantom and Zeph. As always, I am Phantom. I'm Zeph. And it is a spicy, spicy meatball of a twop. All right. So, uh... We're going we're gonna to start this show like we try to do by talking about what we've been up to. Otherwise, we're going to talk about trials for two seconds because there is an update to this week's trials, but it's very minor. We're not going to stay on it because we have more important matters to talk about, like the fact that me, a controller player, is going to be sitting pretty with all this new weapon tuning that's coming. Honestly, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, and then we are going to do a little bit of a retrospective because Beyond Light turned one years old, uh, I believe, what was it, yesterday? The 10th? Something like that. It was yeah. this week. Yeah, it was this week. We are recording on the 11th, right after, not right after, but after TWAB has been released. And by the time you are hopefully listening to this, it's Friday the 12th. So let's dive right into it. Uh, you have been getting more challenges done in Last Wish, Yes. Uh, yeah, so I only need to do the weekly challenge next week and the Petras, and I'm done. Look at that. Spicy meatball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what did I do? We, uh, we attempted the bounty, the bungee bounty, Monday. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, that was a little tough with the matchmaking. Yeah, uh, it was kind of rough. Yesterday, we tried to do, uh, some comp, had some good matches, had some real Garbo matches. Uh, but also, you gilded your Conqueror title for the third time in a row. That was painful, but yeah, we got it done. But it's over. You're done. It's over. Yep. It's, it's over for the next four months. Mm-hmm. Until, it com- until it comes back again. Yep. And you have to learn a new strike. Yay. <laughs> um, other than that, we haven't played too much. I mean, I haven't played too much Destiny. Uh, we might hop into some Crucible later, but other than that, uh, I don't know much else. Maybe we'll play some Trials this weekend. Speaking of Trials, this is uh, straight from the TWAB. Uh, this week, they're going to be reintroducing Trials Control. Mm-hmm. Um, they took feedback into account, so they're using a bigger map. They're going to use Endless Veil vale this week. Uh, and instead of spawning it, what was it, near the spawns, they're using three points on the map, and they're going to rotate, I assume, every round. I didn't I didn't yep. play Capture when it came out, so I don't know how it plays. But they're going to be using the Temple, the Shrine, and the Midpoint. So, uh, Endless Veil, that's the Nessus one, right? The D1 one? Yeah, was, it's yeah. the one with the big snipe lane in the center, and then there's, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. cliff on uh, your right or left side, depending which side you're running right. from. The one where heavy's behind the waterfall? Uh, It can either be, like, down inside. You know the map with toilet on it? Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one. I'm thinking of the one they took from D1, where the heavy's behind that little waterfall. Mm-hmm. Where B's by that... Uh, It used to be a Venus map. Now it's an SS map for some reason. Yeah. Um... Other updates on trials, you no longer get super energy when capping a zone before or after the round ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the future, they are looking to add more rewards post as uh, as post-match drops 
prior to seven wins. They said there will be more news in December about how they're going to change the rewards. And now we are on to the meat and potatoes and the spice. So, Zeph, there were a lot of, uh, or there's going to be a lot of weapons tunings. Now, I assume this is coming in December, in the big December 7th patch? Yeah, so this is going to be December 7th that they're going to start rolling some stuff out and have some kind of stop gaps, right? Mm -hmm. But then in Witch Queen, a lot of the stuff is going to get followed up on again. Right. Uh, so we, there's a lot. So what I figured would be most effective is just kind of like real quick. I've got TWAB up. Uh, I don't know if you have TWAB up, but I, just, I do. Okay. Uh, I figured real quick, uh, instead of reading everything, we'll go over what's being changed and then we'll comment on if it's good, if it's bad, if it's hashtag earned. Great. Uh, uh, so right off the bat, your favorite uh archetype shotgun your favorite gun class in the game yeah absolutely that's it that's my favorite um so they're they're tweaking slug shotties and pellet shotties they're reducing the damage in pve for slug shotties by 10 percent, but they're giving pellet shotguns a 10 percent buff to damage in pve just to kind of balance them out and make people you know so uh We'll have to data. We'll have to do testing to see if double slug is still viable for Tanix. Uh, I figured we imagine, could just go ahead. I imagine it will be, mm -hmm. um, but it really depends on what the debuff mod is going to be. Because uh, right now, this is going to this is hitting on December seventh. This is going to still be in the time of particle decon so i think we'll really see the testing and really see the effects once we roll into witch queen right but what i think is going to be interesting is for pellet shotguns is you tend to run into trench barrel on a lot of pellet shotguns and how that's going to play into potentially a new meta mm -hmm. that'll be uh that'll be interesting uh i <laughs> figured what we could do is we could just alternate and just go through the list and take one you know, one after the other. Instead of one of us just reading everything. Sure. Alright. It's your turn. Have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah! So yeah! for linear fusions, uh, they're going to bump that damage up because they're really good right now with particle decon, but they're wondering if it's going to kind of fall off. So to prevent that usage fall off, they're increasing the PvE damage, not just for precision, but overall damage of linear fusion rifles by 10%. Which I think we are going to talk about in just a minute, too, because there's another buff that I really mm. want to talk about. But just keep in the back of your mind that linear fusions are, in general, getting, getting a flat 10% damage increase in PvE. Uh, so as someone who forgets who basically only has one armor set and has to swap particle deconstruction out for recovery mod for trials, I should really make a second bond, but I'm too lazy. Um... Not having particle deconstruction on, linear fusion mm -hmm. rifles are kind of poo-poo in PvE. Yeah. They're kind of boo-boo. Uh, and I have a fun one, too. I have a clown cartridge firing line in uh, Reed's Regret. But uh, other than that, now we're on to Zeph's actual favorite weapon class <laughs> type, which is swords. How about uh, that? Yeah. So we're looking at caster swords. So what is it? Uh, Souls Scar. Yeah, Soulless Scar, yeah. and that's also uh, Temptation's Hook. 
Temptation uh, Silk, then... the Warlock one? No, that's uh, the Warlock one is Infinity's Edge, I think, and that's the Solar. But I'm talking about Temptation's Hook is the Arc Sword from Season uh, of Arrives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Black Talon. I guess, yeah, that does count. It's a, um, it's a cast. Uh, yeah. So they said that this, this class had a high heavy attack ammo cost. Uh, so they're reducing it. So now it's going to cost only five ammo instead of eight. Because they said it feels balanced, the range is good, but they're just looking to change the cost of usage. Mm -hmm. All right. So next up we have bows. Uh, so for bows, for those of you who are about to break out into a cold sweat, yes, they are getting a buff, but no, it's not in PvP. So everybody who has a hard time countering bows or complains about bows in PvP, don't worry, you are safe for now. But they're bumping up damage for bows against rank-and-file enemies by 10%. If you don't know what a rank-and-file enemy is, then basically most things that file or fall under the minor spec, but also, shout-out to another content creator, if you are having trouble classifying those enemies, Fallout just put a comprehensive video out on what enemy is what type and what mod to use. Let's go. Um... Yeah, basically, I, I looked at it as, as rank and file or any red bar. And then... Yeah. Majors would be orange. Usually. Oh, no, no, no. no. It, it's because they added rank and file, right? There's four classes now. Yeah, rank and file are like your thralls, your dregs. Mm -hmm. uh, then you have your miners, which are the orange bar enemies. Mm -hmm. And then you have your majors, which are yellow bars. And then you have bosses, which, you know. More or less. That's the shorthand. So, next we're going to go on to two of my favorites, sidearms and fusion rifles. Apparently, in the old code, which means this is going back who knows how long for Destiny 2, uh, there was an entry error, and it made it so sidearms and fusion rifle projectiles were not hitscan. Um, basically, that changed the math. And it would only occur when you're running at 60 FPS. So if you're on PS4, sucks to suck. Um, mm -hmm. There is a community that provided them evidence to this. I don't know which community it is. But to counter this and to make them hit scan, they have to raise their projectile speed from 999 to 9999. Yeah. Uh, and that makes them hit scan regardless of frame rate. I do remember our clanmate Rage saying that fusion rifles weren't hit scan. This was a while ago. This was, I think, when Plug One came out and Noel Composure came in. And they did that whole sweeping fusion rifle pass where they changed what uh what the frames were. Remember when they changed how they looked and didn't sound? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh so this should affect that. I would assume this may make fusions uh and potentially sidearms more viable in PvP, uh, let alone PvE, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, because now we're going to move on to the big guns, the ones everybody gives a crap about. We're going to move on to exotics. Yay. All right, so first up, we all knew it was going to happen. If you have not gotten this gun yet, then, you know, sorry. Feels you bad, showed man. showed up late to the party. Feels bad, but uh, Vex Mythoclass, getting nerfed. They are going to reduce the aim assist stat by 25. Totally deserved. 
They are reducing the linear fusion rifle mode aim assist cone scaler from 1.1 to 1.05. That's the kind of thing that you will feel, but it's not going to be the end of the world. And it now requires three eliminations for full overcharge instead of two. So that, I imagine people are actually going to really feel. Especially in trials. Mostly, yeah, mostly the aim assist by 25. That's the thing that's going to be the killer. Uh, so, you know, you still have a couple weeks to get Vex. You still have a couple weeks to work on that Catalyst. And after December 7th, if you haven't gotten it yet, then I feel your pain because I only got to play with Luna's Hal for one day before it got nerfed. So, uh, I also, I got Redrick's Claymore right before Beyond Light. Yeah. Right before it got sunset. Literally. Um. Listen, we all knew this was going to happen, okay? If if you're sitting here shocked that Vex Mythoclast got nerfed, mm-hmm. one, you've either never played Destiny 1, or two, you are just in disbelief, and you're living in the fantasy world. The, there are two things that people have wanted nerfed more than anything. Vex Mythoclast and Shadow Dive. And now we're getting them both. Yay! So, this is, okay, this is a weird one. Uh, they're they're tweaking fighting lion, right? Um, and basically, they're they're saying what what was it? It's uh, it was basically infinite ammo fighting lion. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're removing the multi hit requirement, which is dealing any damage that, uh, or meaning that dealing any kind of damage will grant the buff. Uh, they're also increasing the buff to the reload speed from 50 to plus 70. They said it will still be slow if you miss, but if you land any damage, it will reload faster than it did before the nerf, and the buff duration is increased to 7 seconds. So now this is interesting because Fighting Lion is one of those exotics that went from being absolute dog water to, for a time, the breach-loaded grenade launcher mm-hmm. back to, you know, it's one of those things where it exists. To, to yeah, me, a- Fighting Lion exists. I'm not a fan of breach grenade launchers they are insanely annoying in pvp uh at least they have been they're a little more tame now with the nerf that they got but uh this one i think we're gonna see more play with fighting lion but fighting lion is one of those guns where you can use it with mixed results but if you're really good with fighting lion Oh, it's infuriating. So I think we're actually going to see more play in this starting after the 7th. All right. Well, that's going to be interesting. Uh, speaking of exotics that went from being really good to really dog water. What's next, Seth? Well, next we have Arbalest. And I'm actually excited about it because Arbalest has been annoying in PvP. That's not what we're going to talk about. But in terms of PvE, kind of where it was meant to shine and it can shine now it's actually gonna see a lot more play because it's gonna have the intrinsic anti-barrier which is what people have been asking about and wondering about pretty much since it came out Mm -hmm. so i think that's gonna be viable now for a lot of strategies because depending what you want to run and what you have to run in future gm seasons or even this season on the seventh right we're still gonna have a bunch of seasonal time right right uh, you're not necessarily going to have to use that anti-barrier auto mod in your arms. So that, I mean, it's one, right? 
But one mod charge might open up something in your build, and also now you don't have to use the anti-barrier auto rifle, which honestly kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of those things, right, where exotics that have anti-barrier are really fun, right? So, like, Div having Overload is really great, right? Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. A- Ariana's Vow, when you have, uh, say, it's Unstoppable Hand Cannon... Right when yeah. that comes back around, you slap that one mod, and now you have unstoppable. And now that exotics take those mods, you have unstoppable, and you have anti barrier all in one hand cannon. So you literally freeze up another mod slot, right? And you can tell your team, "Hey, I'm basically uh, dual typing." Right. The only one that bums me out is lament because. When you have Lament being anti-barrier and then you have Unstoppable, uh, then you have like Particle Deconstructor and Unstoppable Fusion. It's like, why am I going to bring Lament when it's like, oh, if you want the fastest DPS, bring a linear, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's just like a bummer on my end. Speaking, speaking, I, don't you guys love these segues tonight? Speaking of linears, this is one of my favorite exotics. The sleeper simulant. I always call it sleeper stimulant. I didn't know. Yeah, everybody so, does. Dude, this is sleeper stim. I never heard it called sleeper simulant. Um, mm-hmm. So basically what they're doing is they're increasing its magazine from three to four. So you have an extra shot. And on top of the 10% damage buff that all linear fusion rifles are getting, they're giving sleeper stimulant an extra 6%. And they're saying it's because right now in the sandbox, the difference between Sleeper and the best legendary linear fusion rifle is non-existent. It, it is so minimal, it is non-existent. Uh, and for those of you who have played D1, Sleeper, that was the DPS gun. I mean, even all the way up to... Uh, what's his name? Not Atrax. Axis? Axis? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was, listen, for a time, it was you had the sword, then they nerfed Dark Drinker, then it was Cluster Bombs, then they nerfed Cluster Bombs, and then guess what? Everyone pulled out Sleeper and she nuked the boss. So bringing, I think bringing that gun back into the limelight of like, no, 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 no this is good. Uh, I think one, that's going to be great for DPS. Uh, I cannot, you know what? Maybe we can actually one phase the harpy in garden now. Uh, we should be able to, that's, it's usually not a thing that's super difficult. Uh, Mm. that mostly just depends on team loadout and familiarity with the raid, but yeah, sleeper, I think will hit very, very hard. So speaking of another destiny one exotic, that's just in the game. What's uh what's going on with Soros? It's definitely a gun that exists. Um, so they are tweaking the dual mode receiver. Mm-hmm. And dual mode receiver, for those of you who aren't aware, Soros is a 600, but it could become a 360. Uh, what they're doing is in that dual mode receiver mode, it's going to get plus 30 range and plus 3 zoom. Which, I mean, okay, great. But part of... The Soros appeal is that it spins up faster. My opinion is on the 360 is that with its exotic effect right now, sure, you get the orbs. We don't know just how 
amazing the range buff is going to be, but in my right. mind right now, it's just like an exotic auto rifle that has worse unrelenting. Because unrelenting at least now procs on every kill. This has a 50% chance on procking on a kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I'm, listen, if I'm going to bring an auto rifle into Crucible, right? Because that's, that's really where Suros shined for the longest yeah. time. It was the Crucible auto rifle. If I'm rolling into Crucible with an auto rifle, I'm using, and it's exotic, mind you, I'm using one of two. I'm using Monte Carlo because I would run Monte Carlo with Sunstingers and grenades and melee for days, right? Or I'm running Cerberus plus one because Cerberus plus one still absolutely shreds for the gun it is. I've used it in Crucible during this this year, this expansion, and it still can like go to toe-to-toe -to -toe if you play the range, right? I'm not saying you're going to be able to snipe with it, but if you're in that nice mid-range, right at the edge of a mid-to-far range, and you get the mm -hmm. you get the first couple shots off, you you will almost definitely, unless they're landing headshots, you will almost definitely win that encounter. In my experience, so I'm interested to see how this one plays out. I don't. I always liked Suros, but I always felt, and I haven't used it to be honest since I like got the first one to drop in D2. It always mm -hmm. felt super slow, but that could be because Suros was in vanilla, right? Or did it come in a yeah. DLC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be that Destiny 2 Vanilla's TTK, it was slower, right? Yeah, oh, everything yeah. was slower. Yeah, everything vanilla. was slower. So Soros felt, and that's the reason Mita didn't feel good, is Mita just, I I couldn't basically fan the hammer on Mita. Mm -hmm. uh, and Soros felt really slow at the time. So maybe, you know, maybe we'll dust it off. We'll take it into, uh, into scrims and we'll see how it handles. Onto the third gun that's just in the game. Uh, Bungie is finally opening up about cryosthesia 77k. So they said, given the state of stasis at season 14, when this gun came out, they purposefully shipped it in a weak state, uh, which is one of those things where they knew it was going to hurt them. They knew no one was going to like the gun, but they knew that like they had to get the balance right for it to be fun. Uh, and they knew that stasis was not in the favor of the community. So they've reworked it to work better in PvE. Um, specifically, the following pain on point, as they call it. The fire on release with the charge trigger. Losing all your ammo on firing the freezing shot. So what they're doing is removing the variable trigger completely. So now the charge shot fires on a trigger press instead of on the release. They said this should make it feel much more responsive. They said the charge shot moved to special reload. So you get a final blow with the sidearm and that'll access the ability to special reload. I assume like uh, Boralis and what is it? Um, symmetry and hard yeah. light. You hold your reload button. You do a different animation. Uh, once you fire your charge shot, the weapon reverts back to standard mode and it does not cost your entire magazine and the charge shot now causes an aoe which freezes ai and slows players however if you directly hit them it still freezes so you could theoretically use this in one of two ways now you could use it to slow your opponent right if you're i'm thinking in pvp if you somehow have your charge shot and you see a titan running at you 
You can either freeze him dead in his tracks, or if you're far enough away, hit the ground, slowing him. Uh, and stuff like that. What do you think? Do you think it's going to make people want to pick this gun up again? Or at uh, all? Potentially, because like it basically has... It has non-kill headstone, basically. You know, like yeah. if you just shoot something, now there's a stasis crystal there. Right. Which then you can shatter and freeze and start chaining that. So I think for people who have a little bit more nuanced sense of play or their style relies on countering, I think that this could be more effective. Mm -hmm. I still don't know how much we're going to see it in PvE outside of Gambit. In Gambit, actually, it kind of shreds. Does it really? I haven't tried it. I always, I basically swap to Malfeasance the moment I have to play Gambit now. I mean, in Gambit, you have to have the setup for it, and you really know how to play, you have to know how to play around the gun. Uh, but I think with these changes, it'll actually, yeah, it, it'll be fun. Um, so for the sake of time, uh, because I do, because December 7th is, is coming up and we're going to be getting more news in the next couple of weeks, I do want to get to Beyond Light tonight. So let's, do you sure. want to just like rapid fire these? Uh, Levy's Breath is a bow that exists in the game, but now it gets Archer's Tempo, so it exists with one more perk. Mm. And Whisper's coming back! This is, now, alright, so this is huge, right? So they're taking, uh, they're reducing the delay on activating the Whispered Breathing from the Catalyst, which I don't have, but they, they did kind of tease that they're finding a way to bring it back. So you could get the catalyst for it. Uh, so you're going from 2.1 seconds to 1.2. Um, the white nail magazine has been changed. So it used to be it would pull three bullets from your inventory. But now it pulls two bullets from your inventory. And then one bullet from thin air. That's Wait. massive. Yeah. Massive. Um, especially now that it's it's in the... Uh, it's in the heavy slot, so that's really mm -hmm. huge. Uh, and its damage in PvE is up by 10%, so now this is going to be another viable heavy slot weapon that, you know, you pair with some good linears, right? You can get some really good uh, DPS, I think, off of this one. Uh, speaking of snipers, remember Darcy? I do. Uh, I, I remember Darcy, but Darcy's a bit of a pain point for the community not a pain point that's the wrong term but people want darcy to be in the special slot instead because, of heavy yeah a 140 in the heavy slot is just kind of like great you brought a heavy scout rifle you know oh no okay um so what are they what are they doing what are they changing it as we speed the, through these with the actual buff that you get which is personal assistant that's the thing that ups your damage by times four you're going to get reduced flinch, recoil, and accuracy degradation by 50%, which is massive. Mm -hmm. Personal assistant being the buff, again, now has a delay of one second if you miss a shot. Uh, before is instant, so there's a little bit of a mercy period there. And then they increase the damage in PvE by 20%, so it might actually... I'm not going to say it's going to be monster, but it will actually probably be viable. I still think it should be in the special slot. Yeah. Uh, I think the next uh, December seventh, we're gonna see a lot of DPS meta shifts, and then Witch Queen will be a whole nother beast. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna do this next two real quick uh, because they're both exotics that I use. Great. Uh, now that I have them, Malfeasance is getting a buff. Uh, they are increasing its explosive its explosion damage by fifty percent. 
That's dumb. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm on controller. Makes it even better. Speaking of controller, Dead Man's Tale. Uh, they've seen people not want to use it as much. So what they're doing uh, is they're buffing it on, I believe, controller. Right? Yeah. So they, yeah, they're exact. a flat controller buff. Yeah, their exact phrasing is this isn't actually branching the tuning between input devices, but the bits we touched are either only present or are much more impactful on controller. And that being, you get increased reticle friction fall off distance, you get less recoil, and you get improved accuracy. That's huge because when I tell you, when we were playing, uh, comp the other night there were some shots that in my head there were some shots i clearly missed i was like okay i'm aiming way too high there were others mm -hmm. where i was like that that felt like it should have at least hit him not killed yeah. him but hit him so that's gonna be huge uh now you could take these next two because one of them you use all the time uh <laughs> so fair apparent's gonna get nerfed uh, for those of you who have never experienced an air apparent user in Crucible, then I want your lobby balancing luck, but I also use air apparent like a villain. Uh, every now and then. But when it actually matters, I do use air apparent. So apparently this was a bug. It was granting too much damage resistance, and it's going to reduce the damage resistance against players from 75% to 25%, so you might actually be able to pop some of those air apparent shields with something other than arc and just like resign yourself to your fate. Lawrence driver. They're removing the the ability energy regeneration on picking up a telemetry, which great. Anything you can do to nerf Lawrence driver in PVP, do it. Yeah. There was, listen, this is one of those guns where like you'll shoot next to me. Uh, I won't even be hit. I will see the bullet fly next to me and then it'll just, It'll trigger like it hit me and it'll suck and it'll just create the thing and I'll die. I won't even there get pulled. I'll just die. There was an instance, I think it was in Banner, where somebody shot at me with Lawrence Driver. I was still alive, killed them on a headshot with a slug shotty, and then a second later I died to the Lawrence headshot from the same person. This like I read the name in the kill feed. This is crazy. All right. Well, uh, we're going to speed through. There's one more gun and then we're going to speed through these perks real quick. And these, uh, these two new mods that are coming until Witch Queen. So, the last gun they talk about is Traveler's Chosen. They're gonna nerf. They're gonna nerf it in uh, PvP specifically. Uh, now it grants 10% ability energy per stack on activation. Uh, previously, it had, it was more generous with less stacks and less generous with more stacks. The average amount, the average and amount for 10 stacks are unchanged. Uh, reduced stacks granted on a guardian defeat from three to two. So true Vanguard's a little upset. I'm interested to see what happens going forward because travelers chosen is very fun in PVP. If you can get it going, especially with like on a map, that's good with sidearms. And when you're running something like stag, like just nades and riffs for days, I mean, truth be told, it's still a monstrous gun because it's going to have full auto. It still has the osmosis. And if you're good with a 300 RPM sidearm, it's basically a baby last word. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I I pop off sometimes and popping off to me is like two kills and I get I get a real blast out of it. Um, OK, 
So real quick, Adrenaline Junkie uh, is now going to live up to its name in the office, which is called Grenade Buckler. And basically is eliminations with any gun that has this on at a single damage stack or extends whatever damage stacks you have. If you get a grenade elimination with while you're using a gun, it boosts the stacks immediately to times five. So you get times five damage. Uh, and there is and it's they've lowered the duration to compensate for weapon activation. Yep. So. Yeah. Hope you kept some adrenaline junkie rolls. Um, all right, you want to go over these next two, and I'll hit the last one and the two mods, and then we'll move to Beyond Light. Right, let's do so, it. So, Vorpal weapon. It's it was fifteen across the board, but that kind of makes it difficult to pick any heavy weapon that doesn't have it. Right. So it was fifteen percent on all weapons, but now they're kind of scaling it across weapon types. So now it's going to be ten percent plus damage on heavy weapons. It's still going to be 15 on specials, but it's going to be 20% on primaries. So if you have anything like a 7th Seraph Carbine, which I use a lot in GMs because I have a 4th time Vorpal roll, that's going to be plus 20% damage on your primaries. There is no change to damage versus players in super, so it's still 15 across the board, I think. Or... Mm -hmm. Or it might just be those changes, right? And nothing against players uh, in their super. So that we'll have the changes across the board in PvE and then the same. But it might still be a flat 15. We'll see. The most pertinent thing, though, I think, is the PvE change. Yeah, And Whirlwind Blade, it exists. It's still a really good sword perk, but you're going to have to do twice as much work now. Uh, increased number of stacks needed to hit maximum damage from 5 to 10, which still... Most things are going to die before that. And if you are in a concentrated sword setup for, to sword DPS a boss, you're going to be fine. You know, if you actually have the well bubble setup going, you're going to hit your 10 stacks. It's not going to be that much more. Especially if you're using something like a falling guillotine. Uh, mm. Pulse monitor. This again, exists. <laughs> they changed the threshold for activation from 90% of your health to 30% of your shield. So when your shield is about to crack, that is when Pulse Monitor is going to activate. And actually, I think that makes it much more viable. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see if people are going to start running it more. I personally probably won't, but I'll be interested on the videos from other content creators. I definitely think if you get another good secondary perk, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do we get guns that have, like, a really good second perk, and the first perk is Pulse Monitor, and we throw it away? Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be that's gonna be very, very big in Crucible at some point. So mm -hmm. they're adding a couple mods. The the first one they're adding, or well, the first one they're are they adding this or adjusting this? Quick access or mods, they're adjusting it. Okay. They're adjusting it. Yeah. So quick access sling was used on bows and breach launchers. And it was way too it was way too powerful, right? Basically, from what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're going to change this and then they may have to revisit it later, but basically your, the functionality went from plus a hundred handling, which was 0.9, uh, ready stow aim down sights for 0.4 seconds after running out of ammo is now 0.9 across the board. And this also applies to the swap mag perk because they work simul, they work the exact same way behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Now this is new. 
uh, full auto retrofit. Basically, people want Bungie to make certain guns full auto, and they are working on a settings option for Witch Queen for that. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, they are giving us a new mod called Full Auto Retrofit, and it is a mod that enables full auto while holding the trigger, which is usable on legendary hand cannons, sidearms, scout rifles, and pulse rifles. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's not fusions. Okay. So hand cannons are going to be real nutty. I can already see Astacross saying it now. Guys, hand cannons are the new meta. We're back, baby! Uh, Sidearms are going to be really good if you have really good rolls that, like, I have a really good keening. Uh, Scout rifles and pulse rifles. We were talking... (laughs) That'd be a dad rifle meta. Listen, so we were talking about this before the show, and we've kind of boiled down anything with rapid hit. Uh, What was it? Anything with rapid hit, anything with heating up. Right? Mostly, yeah, mostly rapid hit, but uh, I think a lot of things... The gun I am literally the most excited for, and it's not restricted to this, but I would say this is more reason to go farm prophecy for people who don't have one, is I have a surplus Wellspring Darkest before that is by all accounts a 5 out of 5 that will now, when this change goes live, also have full auto. Yeah, like that's nuts. Um, We were looking in my vault. I have a grid skipper. Which is what was it? Heating up kill clip was the role, I think. It was something. Yeah, dumb. but heating you have that and a heating up snapshot. Yeah. Uh I have a bunch of I have a couple hand cannons. Oh, uh, ancient gospel. I have an ancient gospel with rapid hit and I think like outlaw. That okay. now having full auto on controller, because I think it's a 140, mm-hmm. that's gonna be dumb. Uh I have a keening with rapid hit. That's gonna be dumb. So it's it's Crucible come December is going to be a very different sandbox. And this isn't even talking about the ability changes we're getting, which I assume they're going to talk to us about next week or on the week of Thanksgiving. Probably after. I would predict after Thanksgiving, right before we go into the patch. Okay. Uh, So that was a lot beefier than uh, I had attended or or I had thought when I wrote this first round of uh, show notes. So what I think we do is I think... Maybe we'll do a brief little reminiscence of Beyond Light. And then maybe we could talk about this post show, but maybe right before Witch Queen. Right. Basically, maybe a week or two before we'll do one episode just like retrospecting Beyond Light. Or maybe we'll do a bonus episode where, you know, it's just kind of for us where we don't put a cap on the time and we just kind of sit there and go for a little bit. But We'll discuss that later. So Beyond Light is one year old. Mm-hmm. We did it. We made it. And somehow in the ranking of expansions, where would you put uh, Beyond Light? Uh, Forsaken is obviously number one. I would probably put Beyond Light at two. And then Vanilla. I would honestly put Vanilla at three. And then um, I just did not like Shadow Keep. I gotta be honest. Sha- One day we'll do an episode where we rank all the expansions thus far. But mm-hmm. uh, Shadow Keep was one of those ones um, where it was really fun launch, 
Like, I remember, like, flying in and hearing Zavala talk while ships are flying overhead. Like, the assault mm-hmm. on Luna was was a fantastic intro. Great opening mission. Uh, I think the problem specifically is Shadowkeep seasons fell really short. Up until Season of Arrivals. They had moments, but I think, like, Season of the die season of undying really kind of took the winds out of the sails for that expansion uh season of dawn again most people loved had really fun moments and really great stuff but we're not talking about shadow keep i gotta stay focused or else i'll go into a tangent about shadow keep uh i would put beyond light i'd put beyond light second i would put d2 vanilla third basically like yours and then i would probably do Warmind. Oh, I'm not even counting those. I kind of rolled those into vanilla. That was vanilla? You counted them as yeah. vanilla? Okay. Alright, that's fair. Yeah, yeah then I, I would put Shadowkeep dead last. I think Beyond Light as an expansion had a lot of promise. So this is okay, this is the kind of thing we're almost looking into with, with Witch Queen, right? Mm-hmm. Beyond Light at T's. Very different. Had a lot of promise. Darkness subclasses. The Dark Vanguard. A lot of new things. A lot of old things with Deepstone Crypt and Clovis Bray and Europa. You know, things mm-hmm. that have been hinted about. Witch Queen, we're getting the same kind of setup. It's Savathun. It's the Hive. It's a pyramid. It's the throne world. It's, you know, possibly what was old Chicago in on the cutting room floor at one point. I'm very interested to see how... Which queen comes out and hits the ground running as opposed to beyond light? It's uh, it's going to be strong. We have to remember everyone. Zef has been cursed with the knowledge mm-hmm. from the uh, the Daedric, the Daedric Lord Pastebin. All I'm going to say is it's going to be strong. No, 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 I don't I, have to worry. I believe you. <laughs> right. Well, so that yep. was one of the things. And I think that's what turned people off to beyond light is like. Beyond Light showed a lot of promise, and then once you got, you know, boots on the ice, and you kind of did the the story, and you saw everything, it's like, okay. Yeah, now what? Yeah, and then a week later, we got Season of the Hunt, and people really mm. didn't like Season of the Hunt. I mean, that was a weak season, but they each got progressively stronger, and more things unlocked on Europa once the raid was completed. Yeah, which reminds but... me, I have to do my augments this week. There you go, happy to help, but... In general, it was just kind of like, eh, you know, like you're here, you exist. Yeah. And then each season got better past Hunt, you know? Mm. Yeah, we'll definitely have to sit down and like dedicate time to Beyond Light as an expansion because we're at a point in the franchise where you kind of have to count. I don't like to, but it's almost like you have to count seasons as part of the expansion. You do. You absolutely do. Um, You know. So I think I think we'll definitely have to revisit this topic and just kind of sit down and be like, this is the Beyond Light retrospective. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. But no, sure. I think I think Beyond Light had a strong start, ran out of steam. Uh fantastic raid. Uh minus Atrax. I love the raid much more than Garden of Salvation. Um I thought the lore was really cool. The Clovis Bray stuff was really cool. I want I want them to... Like, I don't want Clovis Bray to be one and done. 
Because now no, he's not. Yeah, because we've opened the bottle. The genie's out of the bottle. We, you know, we know everything about mm-hmm. Banshee, about Clovis. Elsie's here. Um, the only thing that disappointed, at least me, was the the pyramid. Right. I we, think we're building on that. You think it's you think it's a slow burn? Yeah, I do. Okay, I could see it. It's you want to know what it is? It's they hyped up all season of arrivals. The pyramids are here. We don't know what's going on. The traveler is yeah. gonna, you know, heal itself. Um, you know, we had that we had that event where we all put on heart of inmost light and stood around the traveler, shining like a yeah. bunch of Christmas lights, right? And get everybody getting progressively brighter. And then literally, uh, uh, traveler's chosen too. Yeah, and literally the night before, you know, the next thing we know, it's oh yeah, we've lost all these planets to darkness. Yep. And that was like a big moment. And then you get on Europa and it and it's it seems I don't want to say it's clear, but it seems like there there was a lot more intended. I mean, I could be bullshitting. I don't know. It That's just the feeling I get. And what I've kind of seen other people's feelings about the expansion mm-hmm. is there was maybe not a lot more, but there was a little more intended for Beyond Light. And maybe with, you know, the big Rona. Obviously studios were affected so that might have like cut some stuff shifted stuff around i think that's the case i absolutely think that's the case i know we're not done with the pyramids i just i guess as like a lore nerd and someone who watches shows like doctor who and stuff like when you see like something that monumental and that like guys the, the the pyramids are literally like the lore was like these guys are ready to die sloan's going to fight the hive asher walked into the pyramidian knowing he's probably not coming back mm-hmm. you know and then it's just like i wish they put anna in the tower I'm like that's one thing they could have done at least for season of the hunt but that's you know besides the point um we've hit we've hit our time limit for for this week's episode we will revisit beyond light right before witch queen maybe we'll do a fun bonus episode who knows uh if you want to see a episode dedicated just to beyond light uh, let us know. Comment on Twitter or something. The links for all that stuff will be down in the description below. Other than that, Zeph, do you have any final thoughts going into this weekend? I really hope that it's Adept Reads Regret for Trials. That's all I got. <laughs> well, we will see. We'll see how Trials goes. But uh, other than that, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Don't forget to have fun out there. Take a break from Destiny if you want. Now's the now's a great now's time. Now's absolutely the time. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we will see you next week. Same time, same places, everywhere you get your podcasts on the internet. So until then, fly safe, Guardians. <laughs>